Hello, welcome to the Zurich Life podcast. I'm Jacqueline and I'm joined today by our Head of Investment Solutions at Zurich, Ian Slattery. This investment podcast does not constitute an offer and should not be taken as a recommendation from Zurich Life. Advice should always be sought from an appropriately qualified professional. Today we're going to speak about market events over the month of January 2023, how this has affected different asset classes and what this might mean for you as an investor. We will also talk about Zurich Investments outlook in the short term and our recent positioning in relation to the Zurich funds. This month we will also look at responsible investment, what it is and what Zurich Life in Ireland is doing in the area of responsible investment. Thanks for joining us today, Ian. Equities enjoyed a positive start to the year, posting gains with the global market ending up just over 5% in euro terms. Can you talk us through some of the key market events that occurred over the month of January and the effect that those events have had on markets and on the different asset classes within the market? Yeah, so as you mentioned there, equities did rally strongly throughout the first month of 2023. Uh, Eurozone and emerging market stocks uh, have outperformed as optimism rebounded after a poor December 2022. In terms of some of the reasons why, uh, the reopening of China following the abandonment of the zero COVID policy, uh, along with better than expected economic data, has fueled the January rally. Uh, also, a mind, milder than forecasted European winter has reduced energy demands, which manifests into lower inflation. In terms of what performed best, more growth-orientated sectors have benefited on a relative basis. Uh, whilst within other asset classes, Eurozone bonds also saw positive gains as inflation fears ease once again. However, there does remain some concern in relation to the resilience of core inflation figures. So whilst the outlook for risk assets has brightened somewhat, leading indicators, so the likes of new orders, trade data, bond yield curves, continue to suggest that there will be a significant slowing of economic activity. Whether a recession can be avoided entirely does remain to be seen. Uh, in relation to, to central banks and their policy, they probably will, as the view of Zurich persists with monetary tightening throughout the first half of this year, but markets have been comforted by the concept that the end may now well be in sight in relation to interest rate rises. Staying with equities for now, what were the best and worst performing markets and sectors over the month of January? So world equities were up 5.22% in euro terms in January, uh, their best performance since October of last year. Uh, the consumer discretionary sector led this rebound, returning just short of 13%. This has been a change from the prevailing trend of energy sector outperformance seen throughout much of 2022. Uh, world energy stocks returned just over 1.5% in January, largely due to uh, the underperformance of oil and commodity prices uh, relative to other asset classes. Uh, on a sector basis within the US, the performance largely mirror, mirrored that of world equity markets. The lower interest rate expectations in the back of softer inflation data saw growth sectors such as communication services, technology and consumer discretionary outperform. Uh, on the other end of the scale, in contrast, sectors traditionally associated with value stocks uh, and bond proxies saw performance wane, which is the likes of consumer staples, healthcare and utilities, all in negative territory for the month in euro terms. You mentioned bond yield curves earlier and bonds as an asset class garnered a lot of attention in 2022. Can you talk to us about how bonds performed over the month of January 2023? Well, when we look at the benchmark US 10-year bond yield, it finished the month at just about 3.5%, uh, down 0.36% from December. The lowering of bond yields saw positive gains in fixed income markets throughout January. And on this side of the Atlantic, the Eurozone 
five-year plus government bond index returned just over 3% in price uh, terms. Supported by market expectations of lower future interest rates, bonds have come to represent uh, a returning opportunity for many investors. In relation to the path of inflation, the investor consensus uh, most prominently or importantly in the US is that inflation has peaked, uh, which might lead to a softer rate hiking path from the Federal Reserve or a, no longer a heightening of that terminal or, or benchmark rate in the, in the US past the middle of this year. Uh, turning again to the European market, uh, Eurozone benchmark German 10-year yield finished January at 2.28%, and that was also down from, from December 2022. So the lower bond yield, of course, means higher bond prices. In relation to corporate uh, bonds or credit, uh, it benefited from the milder than expected economic uh, scenario throughout the winter months of 2022 and into early 2023, and investment grade and higher yield credit both yielded positive returns in January. Against this backdrop, how have commodities and currencies performed through the month of January? Uh, overall, looking at a broad basket of commodities, uh, there was negative throughout the month of January with the, the overall index returning minus 2.2%. Now, that is in euro terms, and it's always important to remember that the majority, if not all commodities, are priced in US dollars, but, but euro returns are what matter to us here in Ireland. Uh, commodity prices were lower as both inflation and global energy demand appeared to slow as the higher interest rates uh, started to or continued to bite at potential economic growth prospects. Uh, copper prices, which are often used as a barometer of global economic health uh, due to being used in, in a wide range of industries, did kind of contradict that idea of slowing economic growth by moving higher in January. However, much of that performance has been due to that relaxation of Chinese COVID-19 uh, related restrictions. In terms of uh, currencies, the US dollar strength faded in January of 2023 as the Federal Reserve appeared to uh, start to slow its, its rate hiking cycle and other central banks, most prominently the Eurozone in terms of the ECB, continued with their, their more hawkish rhetoric. And therefore, at the end of January, one euro purchased you just short of one dollar and nine cents. Have Zurich Investments made any significant changes to their asset allocation positions and on a geographical and sector basis? So, so no overall throughout the month of January, a preference for equities over other asset classes uh, was maintained. So the sentiment towards inflation and economic growth prospects was negative as we enter 2023. Uh, and that has remained broadly intact which doesn't prove to be a positive contrarian indicator. So therefore, when we look across uh, different valuations on a relative basis, equities do remain attractive versus other asset classes. We are, of course, uh, less negative on bonds than we have been in some time, but it is likely uh, at this stage, at the end of January, that our next move will be to, to buy equities. Within the equity markets on a geographical basis, we hold a current preference for the Eurozone and the Asia-Pacific ex-Japan regions, whilst within sectors, we maintain a preference for the likes of technology, consumer discretionary and industrial stocks, and are a little bit more cautious on areas such as telecommunications and utilities. Uh, in relation to fixed income, as mentioned, we, we have softened our stance uh, in relation to fixed income in terms of sovereign bonds in recent months, but we do maintain a small preference for corporate bonds over Eurozone sovereign offerings, uh, but we do maintain a flexible approach to our fixed income allocations as markets continue to digest the, the big moves we've seen in bond prices and bond yields over the last 12 months. Uh, within the alternative sector, we are we are we maintain a, a broadly neutral uh, outlook, and our euro US dollar hedge, which has aided performance so far in 2023, uh, stays in place. Responsible investment means different things to different people. 
For Zurich Insurance Group, responsible investment is all about doing well and doing good. And this is echoed by the activities of Zurich in Ireland. Firstly, what is responsible investment? Well, well, as a global group, uh, Zurich is committed to investing responsibly and is a signatory to the UN nation's principles of responsible investment. Uh, and as an investment manager here in Ireland, we are very conscious of the need to ensure that we invest customer and shareholder funds responsibly. Um, the idea of being a responsible investor is, is that you're not just looking at the economic outcomes or returns from investing, but making sure you're taking account of, of wider issues to all stakeholders, um, not just those who you're directly investing in. And, and for Zurich, responsible investment is still grounded in that economic approach, but is also about doing well and doing good. So what does doing well and doing good really mean? Yeah, fair question. Uh, doing well for us reflects the belief that being a responsible investor, uh, you can integrate ESG factors, so these are environmental, social and governance factors, into our investment process on a day-to-day -day basis, and they can create financial value. And what I mean by that is better investment returns. Uh, we explore these issues uh, daily within the team, and we meet with the investment companies that we we uh, we are investing in. We also engage with the companies uh, on key issues that are important to us, uh, in relation to doing well from from an economic perspective, and that's that's a big advantage and an active investment manager such as Zurich has, and, and all of that should help to promote a sustainable investment and also longer term investment returns to the benefit of all stakeholders, including our customers. And in terms of doing good, uh, that means through our investments we can also have a positive impact on society and the environment, and we we very much believe in playing our part, uh, and we do consider the positive impact as a non-financial value that cannot be directly translated into, into euro or cents, but is still very, very important. So it is very much for us, um, there's, there are trade-offs between doing well and doing good. It's, 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 it's always a nuance for us, uh, but, but very much at Zurich, it's about trying to do both well and good. So we've discussed what we do, but why do we do this? What are the benefits of responsible investment? So, so I think it's fair to say in, in recent times, the topic of responsible investment or sustainable investment has garnered a lot of attention, both internationally and, of course, here locally in Ireland. Uh, and it doesn't actually have a standard definition. It can mean different things to different people. Uh, but we do uh, remain fully committed uh, within the Zurich Group in Ireland to ESG integration, and we've been adopting those key principle investments, responsible investment principles, excuse me, for several years. As I mentioned earlier, we are signatories to UNPRI and, and have been since 2012. But it is also worth noting that the, the core of our investment process has remained the same for, for many years in terms of the active top-down process, and that has been very beneficial to, to ourselves and, more importantly, our, our broker partners and customers. Uh, but as an active investment manager, we're always trying to uh, refine and enhance our process and the integration of ESG factors and other sustainable and responsible investment pillars uh, does help deliver additional insights, which can in turn improve our assessment in relation to investment risks and rewards. Uh, and also, as I mentioned earlier, it does have that impact of uh, non-financial value. So it's about both the returns in terms of understanding different E and S and G factors to just look through them for a moment, but also that the wider positive impact responsible investment can have uh, with stakeholders and in the community. You mentioned that Zurich Group has been a signatory to the UN PRI. What steps has Zurich Life in Ireland taken in the area of responsible investment? Yeah, so there's lots of regulation and lots of information available in that. Um, so without getting too stuck into the kind of the, the acronyms and the information available, uh, 
within within our responsible investment framework in terms of uh, Zurich here in Ireland, we have reclassified most of our multi-asset funds uh, under the Sustainable Financial Disclosure Regulation. And what that means is we are now disclosing lots of information on how our funds promote environmental characteristics. So, for example, the idea of carbon reduction, but also social characteristics such as topics like board diversity. Uh, and for us, in terms of what we do in our funds in Ireland, uh, there's four main pillars of responsible investment. It's this idea of ESG integration, which we've discussed a, a couple of times already, those environmental, social and governance characteristics um, and underlying those securities that we invest in. And that ESG data is incorporated into everything we do on a daily basis. A uh, second part that's very, very important to us as an active investment manager is this idea of active ownership. So that's undertaking active ownership with the companies we invest in through exercising our shareholder voting rights and engaging and meeting with those companies directly. And we're really, really keen and we try to vote as, as many of our votes as possible and understand the issues facing uh, companies in terms of our engagement from a responsible investment perspective. The third pillar um, is exclusions. And while today Zurich haven't adopted broad-based exclusionary approaches, we do believe that ESG integration and the active ownership are, are the starting point for, for speaking with companies. There are certain uh, activities that are irreconcilable with Zurich's values uh, in relation to certain munitions, um, cluster munitions, anti-personnel landmines, and also within uh, ac economic activities supported by the likes of thermal coal and oil sands, for example. And there's, there's lots more information on this stuff on the website as well. And the final and the fourth pillar is our carbon ambition. So in May 2022, Zurich introduced a carbon reduction ambition across our equity and credit portfolios. And the aim is to reduce the carbon intensity of equity and credit portfolios in our multi-asset funds by 25% by 2025 versus end of 2019 levels. So there is a lot of regulation, as I said, um, and we, we are do our best to, to put our best foot forward in relation to that and comply with all the regulation and disclosures that are needed. But I think the easiest way for customers and brokers to think about what Zurich are doing in this area is, is by those four pillars of ESG integration, active ownership, exclusions, and the carbon ambition. That brings us to the end of this podcast episode. Thank you, Ian, for joining me today. Thank you also to our listeners. We hope you found this investment update insightful. If you have any questions on any of the topics that we covered here today, please speak to your financial broker. As always, for more information on our fund range and to catch up on our latest investment news, visit Zurich.ie. Past performance is not a reliable guide to future performance. Benefits may be affected by changes in currency exchange rates. The value of your investment may go down as well as up. If you invest in these funds, you may lose some or all of the money you invest. Zurich Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.